This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Dental Plus CSO podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Daniel Benson, owner of Benson & Associates and president of Dental Care Management. Dr. Benson, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Well, Laura, thank you very much for the invitation. I'm looking forward to it. Now, I know we've got a lot to talk about. You know, there's so many things happening in the dental space and a lot of exciting things too. But before we dive into my questions, can you just tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure. Um, I was born and raised in Southeast Michigan, attended the University of Michigan Dental School, graduated in 79, um, still practicing. Um, I have a large uh, clinic in Downriver, Detroit, uh, that I've had now for over 20 years. Um, I recently uh, started dental care management as a um, consultant for clinical uh, efficiencies, primarily geared towards the DSOs in our field. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. So what was it like to start dental care management after so many years of practice? You know, what was surprising to you or, or what have you found just really um, rewarding about that experience? Well, what I have seen is I think the growing trends in dentistry particularly have been the growth of the DSOs. And um, although the DSOs have been more kind of in the private equity space, there's still a need for expertise as far as clinical efficiencies, what new technologies are available to uh, optimize care for patients. Um, and I think that those are the skills that I offer uh, given the years that I have been in practice. Yeah, absolutely. That's great to hear. And, uh, you know, just really um, excited for you to bring your expertise along those lines to this conversation. Now, thinking about everything that's happening today in healthcare and in dental care, what are the trends that you're following most closely? What's really top of mind for you? Well, most of the times I've seen are some of the new technologies are there, and then some are kind of obvious. Um, but I can bring up some that, from my experience, where um, it's optimized care. Um, I mean, uh, for example, radiographs used to be uh, uh, processed by hand. Now they're all digital. Uh, that increases uh, efficiencies and also a better care. Uh, what you're seeing now, as far as in some of the new techniques, as far as uh, 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 digital impressions, and you're seeing uh, fabrication of crowns in office, all of this is uh, optimizes care, uh, which is going to be critical, I think, going forward with the pressures that uh, the field is seeing now economically. Yeah, absolutely. I think that makes a lot of sense. And, and you know, from your experience, what does it really take in order for a dental practice to make those pivots and make those changes and really um, jump onto some of these trends and other technologies that are really at the forefront that patients are demanding and are really um, top of care for their patients, while also knowing that too, for a lot of practices, um, it, it certainly is a financially challenging time to be independent. What are you really seeing there? Well, I think I think the new technologies that are there um, uh, are going to be by necessity. Um, I think right now in the in, in the dental industry, we're seeing upward pressure on labor um, and shortages. And we're also seeing a slower reimbursement from the carriers. So I think it's going to be kind of pushed in that direction just for financial and economic reasons. Um, the, the, the newer things that you see, I think we're going to see a lot more of patient care as far as uh, sedation. Um, I'm thinking that there are advancements now in anesthesia that make it a much more effective and, and uh, more comfortable for patients. Um, those are the trends I think you're going to see um, as this field starts to expand. 
I think the other thing that's going to be seen is as the DSOs particularly take over more and more of the market, um, I think we may see the DSOs start to offering some coverage of, in the insurance space directly to the companies uh, uh, to basically assist as this care goes further. Absolutely. I think that makes a lot of sense and, you know, really is a great way to kind of think about what um, practices need to do in order to fortify themselves and prepare themselves for the future. And in thinking about the future, what are you most excited about and what makes you nervous? Well, I think I, I think I relayed some of the more nervous things that I said. I think that uh, the pressures from the DSOs, I just don't know how how much further the independent dentist is going to go. I was fortunate when I was there to stay independent, but I, I just think that there's so much pressure on de- uh, graduates coming out of dental school with the debt that they have. I also think a number of the graduates now are looking for a better work-life balance. Um, my main concern is how well the DSOs, as they get in these big organizations, how they're going to focus on patient care, new technologies that are available, is there a cost-benefit analysis that gets into their thinking as opposed to what's better for the patient care? The technologies I see coming and the exciting things I see right now are some of the stuff that you've talked about has been the robotics as far as what they're doing as implants. Um, I think the 3D scans are going to become more and more prevalent. That's also going to optimize care. And I think we're going to see more of the new technologies, primarily in the implant space, uh, moving forward for a number of patients. And I think that that's going to be exciting advancements uh, for the future. Absolutely. That's a really great point. And I know, you know, in talking about both the potential DSOs growing as well as it being a challenging time in some ways to, um, you know, get reimbursements and, and, and see reimbursements while at the same time practices are, are seeing the upward pressure on costs for supplies and personnel and those kinds of things. And so, for dentists right now who are looking at all of these things and all of these trends, obviously thinking about acquiring some new technology and making sure that they're fortified there, where else do you see potential for growth and development? What are you thinking about for your own practice as well as what do you advise other practices to do and um, to, to really make sure they're investing the money that they have in a place that's going to help them grow in the future? Well, each practice is kind of different. You have to kind of look at what space that you're in. But as I pointed out, I think I think the comfort for, you know, the attraction to patients are going to be where they can, uh, you know, have all their care done in one space. They can have uh, everything done that day. They don't have to come back. That's why they're talking about the digital scanning and some of the fabrication of crowns that are done in the office. So it's kind of a one-day crown, that kind of thing. I think patients will be attracted by that. I think the standard other cares you're going to have to have, I still think that sedation is going to be something that will be in the future. It makes patients much more comfortable. Um, and, uh, and the other attractions are simple, simple business, you know, open hours that people can come after work or before work. Those are the things I think you're going to need to uh, look at as far as trying to grow your practice. Absolutely. That's a really great point. Being more convenient and know in all areas of healthcare, it seems like that consumerism aspect really is becoming front of mind for providers across the board. So, you know, when you're, you're looking at patient base and wanting to grow that patient base, becoming convenient, are, are there any other things that you're hearing about patients, some of their expectations changing for their dental practices? The, the expectations we're saying are some of the stuff that we talked about. The other expectations have got to be probably more and I'm going to be repeating myself here, more in the implant space. 
Um, there are a number of patients that are uh, uh, asking for that. That's what we tend to see when, uh, when they're coming into the office. Um, and what, uh, what I'm looking forward to is the new technology to make it just as simple to do a restoration as to do an implant. And I think that those days are coming. They're not here yet. Um, but I think that that's going to be a great advancement for, uh, for patients. Um, the other thing that I'm seeing as far as pe uh, patient education is extremely important. We're starting to see, uh, even in the uh, uh, medical space, how important dental care is, uh, maintaining good oral health, um, and uh, the, the contrary uh, fact of poor dental health and what it does to your systemic system. And uh, a number of people are becoming more and more uh, aware of that. And that tends to drive our industry also. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Benson, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fantastic discussion and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you, Laura. I appreciate all your time.